You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. As always, I'm Lauren, as always, joined by my esteemed co-host, the one and only Kings Road Wrestling, Mike Servino. And, of course, um, thank you to everyone who has listened. Happy New Year. I know we were a little late on this one, but we managed to get it done. We are getting this done. And, of course, as you may or may not have seen in the social medias, part of this episode is going to be a fan question an answer. Um, thank you to everyone who submitted questions. We'll get to those very shortly. But um, first of all, Mike, how was your holiday slash New Year? Um, the holiday was pretty bad because my mom had COVID the week prior. Oh man! And then my cousins, who were like super like worried about getting sick, were like, "Oh, we're not. We don't feel comfortable coming." So my aunt was uh. like. Maybe we'll postpone it. So we just sat at home and watched movies. It was okay. And then on New Year's Eve, I went, uh, decided to go to New York out with friends instead of uh, the New Year's Eve show. But I did make the New Year's Day show. So I caught the first death match of 2023. That was good fun. So um, not not too bad altogether. What about you? It was pretty good. I mean, just kind of holiday was good. Um but just kind of um, had a little get together at home, and then I, I watched everything kind of on after the fact. So, um, mm-hmm. but all was good. It was just a good little holiday. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too extravagant. Not like pulling a Great Gatsby in my condo just yet. Do you? I don't even know this, and I probably should know this because one of my best friends. But do you do Christmas uh, fully, or like okay? Just kinda... So some years. So I think with my girlfriend now it's like i do like christmas with her but like before i would do like jewish christmas so like if you you if you watch the christmas story when they go to the chinese yeah, food place they were telling me at this at the office that they all watch a movie and go get chinese yeah. food and- we go to the yeah. movie theater and like before that we'll like order just a crap ton of chinese food but okay. some but, but now that i but now that like I have a girlfriend, I, I do both Christmas and then um a Jewish Christmas part of the time. So we're like it's kind of half and half. Um but yeah, so yeah, usually I do Chinese food in a movie. It's like the greatest because uh-huh. the movie theaters are like empty Christmas Eve. Like usually we do Christmas Eve and it's just there's no one there and you're just like free to roam around the movie theater. You could almost like do a triple feature if you wanted to. Um but alas, I kind of celebrate everything now these days. So yeah, that was a holiday. My girlfriend really outdid herself with the um, Christmas gifts this year. So um, thank you, Sammy, for literally getting me an entire sushi date night kit. We're doing a Sir Latte mm-hmm. Tab. Like she surprised me. She's like, "Oh yeah, look at look at your phone." I'm like, "What?" It's like, "Oh, we're doing Sir Latab like right after Valentine's Sir Day." Yeah, Sir exactly. Top, so that was kind of crazy. That's not um, possible. Not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
Oh man, yeah, we we love to have fun here in Yodos of that. But um yeah, I mean, and then of course recently I was at the GCW show at the legendary Talia Hall, which absolutely ruled. Yes, if you're wondering, I am okay. I did bump my head really bad on the bottom of the, the ring, which I didn't expect, but it was all worth it. Um you should have gotten color. Okay. So just to give you guys a little context of what happened. So I was getting Nick the doors under the ring and I kind of was like going fast. I didn't want to like slow down the match. I come up by accident and hit my head like right about here. And I like go back to my seat and for five solid minutes, I'm like, am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? Like I'm like trying to make sure I'm not bleeding because I've had it happen where I hit my head on something and I start bleeding. I've had it happen. Um, but I didn't bleed. I just, my head hurt and I started contemplating whether or not I had a concussion, no concussion. Um, but really awesome show. It really felt like Hammerstein to me a little bit. That's what we were saying when we were watching it. Like it just felt like Hammerstein to me, like Talia Hall so special. I had actually been there for a concert. And so it was kind of surreal being on the stage there before the show, just kind of taking it in. I was there early, um, just kind of taking it all in. So it was just really special. And also got to enjoy that with literally one of my best friends, my wrestling big sister, Val Capone, if you don't know who she is. She does the ring announcing for Big Gate Brunch every year, and she's like one of the absolute sweetest people in all of wrestling. So shout out to my good friend Val. I gave I gave her a ticket as an early birthday president. A present. Okay. Like it was an early birthday present slash holiday gift that turned into a belated birthday present because her birthday was that week so um that's how i kind of spent the new year slash the first year of the new year so um yeah it's and getting into the world of deathmatch wrestling there's a lot there's a lot going on a lot being already announced i mean of course she said we've gone back to the showboat start of march but the big show that i want to get to and that me and you both know very well are Good, our very, very, very good friends at No Man's Land Wrestling, their first ever show, If It Bleeds, coming to you live on IWTV March 17th from the H2O Center. This is a hell of a show, guys. I've been very heavily involved with the process of the show. Um, thank you to everyone at No Man's Land for basically giving me the opportunity to sponsor. So, I'm gonna be giving you guys all access as best as I can. Um, and the big news, of course, is that I'll be making my commentary debut during that show, during one match. So that's really a huge moment for me. But um, so far, if you haven't seen his announcement of the show, it's loaded. It is it is absolutely loaded for a indie show. Their very first show. Um, of course, you got Randy West, um, Matt Tremont, Hoodfoot. Tommy Vendetta, Gary J. Um, I am provider who's from Colorado, who you may know him as a promoter, but he gets to show off his wrestling skills. Kelsey Reagan as well. Of course, though, one of the big announcements and a guy who I am so excited to meet. I hope everyone gets to meet him is UK deathmatch stalwart Clint Margera making his way mm-hmm. to the States. You don't want to miss the match he's got because I think a I've lot of him. He was you really saw, good. You saw him at um at the Heart Ballroom. Twenty one. 
and HB 21. It was him and Akira. Uh, yes, but they didn't go uh, full into the death match. No, so it was more I'm of a hardcore match. See, yeah, I'm excited to see him like in his element if that's what he's going to be doing there. I can guarantee you it's going to be very much in his element. It's going to be very much in his element mm-hmm. from what I have been given. I can't disclose exactly what yet, but really excited to see Clint here. He was kind of like a I don't know if he's going to come, but I'm so happy that he's coming. A dude who, one of the premier deathmatch guys, the current, as of this recording, TNT deathmatch champion still, and a former DOA tournament winner as well. So he won last year's DOA tournament. I believe against Big F and Joe, who he's facing for the TNT belt again. They should defend it there. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be really cool to see Clint there. But, yeah, there's so much more, though, to this show. You're going to want to go on tickets. They're going to go. Um, I already know the ticket packages. I'll just say Friday, January 13th, you want to get on those tickets. Great price for a quality Friday night of some awesome, awesome wrestling. Um, Your Dose of Death will be sponsoring. I'll be doing an all-access. I'll be bringing out the entire live recording apparatus. but. The other big thing with No Man's Land that we're doing, we're going to be giving you guys a few episodes called The Road to No Man's Land, where we will be giving you guys an inside look at No Man's Land Wrestling. So keep an eye on those. Excuse me. They'll be coming out very, very soon. Um, But also that same weekend, ICW, back in Boston. They're shipping back out to Boston. Yeah. um, At the Sonya for a PFX. So... I will be at that show as well. My first my first East Coast ICW show. This is where you come in, Mike. What should I expect with the East Coast crowd, the home crowd for ICW No Holds Barred? I, I got to ask. I just think they want it all. They want, this is like the most violent wrestling crowd in the world. So um, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know exactly if Boston is going to be the same as Jersey. Uh, I don't. I, I, I know. Jersey. I know that they aren't allowed to use glass for Boss the Sonya because I think they just renovated it. But I know it's going to be a violent yeah. show. I know it's going to be a violent just show. Get another venue. I know getting a venue is really hard. But like, it is. Here's what I say. I kind of wanted to point this out. Like, do not get mad at the promotion for following the venue's parameters. I just want to say. I'm not trying to be mean yeah. about it. It's but, not, like, but... but the promotion cannot control what the venue says to them. Like, and they people, don't want to People might argue and don't run the venue, but, like, I don't think people realize how difficult it, it's it is. So to find difficult. The venue. It's so difficult. It's very hard. so, so difficult. So, it's like, time consuming. Cut, cut um, some slack. That's what I'm trying to say. Here. Because you got to think an average business, you say, hey, I want to run this wrestling promotion. They, they look you up like, what do you think they're going to, you think they want that? They're like, you know, not everyone is hard. Not everyone is enamored by the idea of flying glass and potentially hurting people that are not just the talent. Well, I tried to explain this a couple of weeks ago and I got crucified on Instagram for it, but <laughs> I digress. Uh, <laughs> I try to uh, tie in the normal folk of everyday America. Might not be too into this, you know. Who knows? uh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, again, we like to have fun here. But, yeah, no, I know Boston, though. It's going to be a very strong style-esque kind of show. But, again, 
if you if you're if you're looking at the dates and you're wondering who's on this show, you got two flags on the PFX 17 show, and let's just say there's gonna be some people on both No Man's Land and ICW who are gonna be making the trips, and y'all are gonna be very Isn't there excited. Somebody from down under coming up that like is taking bookings. There I, may I be. I don't think it's private information. It's just speculation here. But it's, it's, isn't, he, isn't he there during this time? He is. So you might okay. be wondering. I'm just going to say you might be wondering who, but he may or may not be taking yeah, obligatory bookings. From, deduction. Um, on, yeah. Deduction. You can make a deduction. <laughs> We're like Sherlock Holmes and Watson in this. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, though, get excited for that weekend. I mean, and, um, I mean, there's so much. I mean, I know Crimson Crown ran a show. Dr. Redacted showed out out west. Um, I'll talk about him a little bit later. He actually kind of comes up in one of our fan questions. Um, But there's just a lot. There's a lot in the world of independent wrestling. Keep your eyes and ears on the ground is what I say. Um, There's always something happening, it feels like. And I think, right, it may be the new year, but... The action never stops, it feels like. So um, I want to get into our our questions. Shout out to the Deathmatch Elite Facebook group for... I like the, that you did this. Yeah, I, I want to definitely... take it up to like the next level, like next time we do it. And yeah, like, absolutely. This is kind of like a test like run. A this one's going to be more like a yeah, test run. get like 200 questions. Just that's the whole episode. That's, that's, the, that's the hope. I, I hope that this... Yeah. I think this went we well do, enough. Yeah. That we're gonna definitely do it again, but I think I want to try it out. Um, so thank you. But I'm gonna go through all the comments anyways, because why not? Um, first of all, so we'll go off of this. Thank you to everyone who liked it. I'm gonna go through everyone who liked it. I'll give them all a shout out. I think that's only fair. So Danny DeMonto, we're gonna work on game on this year. We're working on it. Braden Stan, Jake Martin, Justin Finn, Charles Moran, Mark Molino, might know him as a certain anthrax, Sean Taggart, mm-hmm. Mike Servino, <laughs> Joel Bateman, uh-huh. Ray Houston, Andrew Wallace, Sean McCoy, Cassandra Lind, Cliff Rose, William Ridge Casey, Chase Orlock, Amanda Purcell, James Lanahan, Will Carroll, Andy Lawler, Jordan Berm, and Christian Veal. Thank you guys for liking the post. We appreciate it. So we didn't want to leave everyone empty-handed with a shout-out. So let us get into some um, some fan participation. Jordan Byrne um, giving us a shout-out. Thank you, Jordan. I'm wearing for his shorts right now. I'm wearing <laughs> his big Japan shorts right now. Hey, oh, is that is that the explosion yeah. apparel? Wait, it that's is, what, yeah. Oh my god! Wait, everybody, I, everybody bought the freedom that's, shorts. That's my dude. I, I didn't realize that was Jordan. That oh my is, god, Jordan! Yeah. And I was bugging him to. I was like, man, you. I bought Japan. his. I, I, bought, Japan. I have the big Japan shorts too. I bought them too. Oh, you got okay. I, I yeah, I bought them. Well the freedoms one. A lot of people have the freedoms one, but like, I think he made them just for yeah. Like bugging him about it. Dude, so Jordan's you, the man. Shots of explosion apparel. I need to. But yeah, I, I didn't realize it, and then I I'm like, oh my goodness, I am so sorry, Jordan. But thank yeah, you he so told much. me his name like once, and I think I realized that. So um, also, Mark Jobber, thank you for subscribing recently. We appreciate you as well. But let us get into like the first official question. 
So Jake Martin, longtime friend and fan. I met him at Insane 8 literally two years ago. Um, he hasn't missed an episode ever. So I see Milwaukee announced the first two entrants to this year's Insane 8 tournament. Eric Dillinger coming back to attempt to repeat, but Dr. Redacted making his debut in Wisconsin. So here's the format. I don't know if you saw this part of it. So Dysfunction promised three returning participants and three new participants to be announced later. So kind of a split field. So four new, four old. That's pretty cool. Who would you like to see in those categories? I can go first because I can think of a few returning. I think Orrin Vite for sure is going to be yeah, there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think Neil Diamond Cutter is another returning one. I mean, a win- past winner. And what I want to see that could return, I know he doesn't do deathmatch tournaments often, but maybe, just maybe, there's a little chance. Hopefully, he's recovered. I'd like to see Matt Tremont return to Insane Eights. He he had a hell of a run in 2019, almost won it, only to lose to Orrin Vine okay, in the semis. Yeah, I don't even remember that, but yeah, yes, you're right. He was in the set. He made all the way to the semis. And he, he put over Orn very big. So I like to maybe see Tremont. Three new ones, though. Three new ones. I mean, we are a doctor redacted. I'd like to see another woman in this one. Maybe someone out west. Someone I'm thinking of. If she's willing. I'd like to see maybe a Sage Sin. Maybe. Yeah, no. That'd be really dope. I, I like that last year was kind of like the first time they've had a woman in the tournament in a long time and making knuckles, of course. Um, the, but Sage, I'd like to see as a newbie. Another one I'd like to see. Man, I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, who else am I? I'm trying to think. Maybe. Um, Maybe like a Jimmy Lloyd. I don't know if he's ever been in the tournament. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if he's been in insane. If if he has, please fact check me. Um, and then, then the third one. I'd like to see maybe a casting of a Valentine make his way out to insane. I think Casanova always is one of those guys who always has, like, one of the best matches in a tournament. I mean, look at the series of matches he had with Schlack. I can't get a death match and all that. Those yeah, are, like, some of the Brooklyn best matches. Yeah, out west. Like, cool. well, it would be Midwest. I don't know if he's ever done a Midwest tour. Would really, or he's, I think he's done some Midwest stuff, but not to an extent. But his same name would be pretty cool. So those are my three returning and new. So who would you like to see? Returning Oren, obviously. I'm going to go with my man Vic Capri. Because I like him a lot. <laughs> yes. uh, he's a beast. And uh, there's no one else that's as jacked as him that does death matches. Even though he doesn't. He's only done like, that was like his only one ever. Still, he looks like a beast. So I'm going to go with I, him. And I, then, I think he was going to do it last year, but he, he, he got sick. Yeah. Yeah, he got hurt, is what happened. Um, and then I would pick Dillinger because he impressed me this well, year. Well, he was already picked, though. He's already excluded from the returning he's Why, already because he's already announced. Well, he already got announced. Okay. Then excluding I would go Dillinger. With, 
I would go with um I go with Tremont, yeah. Um new uh lucky. I would like to see Lucky Ooh, right there. I would um, love to see Lucky. I'm gonna go with Declan Grant too. Give me a Declan Grant 2023 run. Just throw him in the gauntlet. Let's go. I think he's dope and he's he's tough as nails. And yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> go other run, I'm gonna go with Sam because I think uh he'd be good out there too. This if this function happens, listen to this, just take our considerations. I'm just saying. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like where Insane Eight runs. The Waukesha Alts Lodge is a it may be hot, but like the the action's even hotter. So um again, thank you, Jake, for the um thank you for the question. So now to our next question. This is a good one. This is one I liked a lot, and I'm glad someone talked about this because I have a good answer to this. William Ridge Kate William Ridge Casey asked, um, how about what makes a match a death match? Where's the line between a death match and a hardcore match? And I have a great answer to this. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, what's your... So Joel Bateman actually gave me this tidbit. Joel told me that the lacerations don't just come from the face, but the back from the chest. Like, you're getting lacerations everywhere in your body. Because I kind of tend to agree because most times with hardcore matches... It's just like a little barbed wire to the face and like you don't get any cuts in your back. It's just kind of like, okay, like I kind of see it or you get none at all. But like Joel kind of made it a very good point. And then I think also glass. I think glass being involved kind of turns into a death match. Mm-hmm. I would agree with both of those statements completely. Uh, I know Akira has like gone on the record thing you don't need glass to make it a death match that's it's true like, i do i tend to agree as well depending on what you're using though i, I don't like agree depend- with it to be honest unless you're using alpha weapons which yeah. in japan that's what they call like the uh ultra violent weapons which are like razors spikes knives. that's that's um, what i agree doing- with yeah and here's why barbed wire is not a death match anymore exclusively barbed wire the barbed wire they're using today is a much different gauge than they were using in the FMW and ECW days. That would shred the shit out of you. And you could see guys. It's very stressed. It's very like stressed. Uh, Sabu, uh, Hayabusa, Masada, Danaka. Yeah. They have like bars across their chest. That's not from tubes. That's from barbed wire. So I think uh, to, make it, uh, to, to bring it into well. the ultraviolet, I think you need, uh, I think you need glass in it, to be honest. That's, but that's my opinion. If you don't want to use glass, I'm not saying you have to, and I totally respect if you don't want to, but that's just my opinion on Yeah, um, I, I think barbed wire is very hit or mess. I think it's very hit or mess. It's not the same anymore. Um, it's very stripped. It's just, a lot of it's very it's stripped. To do it. It's not safe to do it for 100% real like they were doing back then. It's just, it's just not safe, so it's fine with me. Um, but yeah, no, it it's isn't. not like it's amazing to me that Matt Schremer before the age of 33 did, like, the amount of notable barbed wire matches he did. Oh, he's done some actual, like, disgusting games. Yeah, he's... Wire. But, like, I'm just saying, like, the amount he's done before even the age of 35, that's pretty insane. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Give me this example. Sabu uh, 
crash into a barb no rope barbed wore like rope in ECW. Oh yeah. yeah. Or his tricep open. That doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. It's very I remember Joey Janela was in a barbed wire match. Or no, it was it was a hardcore match for Beyond. And it's very like this is one of the rare modern times that you've seen Barbara really fight. Like he tried to pull up out of it and like his skin was like tucked into the barbed wire it was yeah if it clips you right you're screwed but exactly it was like one of those times where it just nipped you perfectly and it was just like oh go so. look up caribbean barbed wire death match from FMW, the caribbeans, everybody the caribbeans oh yeah the caribbean oh yeah or it's the flaming like, one oh, man or the flaming one yeah um sabu and chic and yeah that one's crazy oh my god and like <laughs> you ever see sabu talk about that on dark side of the ring well, you they burned s- the ring down and got like yeah degree burns right yeah it was insane you never see that anymore never no it's just unbelievable that well in japan um they can still get away with a lot of that stuff they just yeah. don't care like if you want to go do that go ahead there's big Japan matches from the 2000s uh, where there's like the rings on fire like that, and there's yeah. flaming tubes. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I also want to, before I get into the two final two questions here, um, Tommy Gormley, good good friend of the show. Um, he wanted to say, like, happy to see you back on Death Naturally. Thank you, Tommy. Just thought it was today was a good day to come back on. So I like um, him. He's always very yeah. Positive. Tommy is awesome. Um, Shout out to and Tommy. he's nice in person. He went up to Re- me, introduced himself. Same. The first time I met him. Same. When I met him at TOS yeah. weekend, it was awesome. So that's the cool thing about Death Naturally. And Lauren, everybody is officially back in Death Naturally. I, I, I could have gone the I could have gone the Michael Jordan route and just had like a freaking like you know like typewriting statement and just says. I'm back. Well, there's somebody that we know, I'm not going to mention, who, like, sneaks back in the group. He'll have me, like, add him really quickly so nobody what? knows he's in there. Um, Come on, Because just get tired of it. But the, the cool thing about this group, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the, the Death Match League group over big time, um, is that, like, most of these guys, at least for me, are local to my area. So it's, like, a cool discussion group. And then I actually see these guys out in the wild, and it's cool to, like, know people. So if yeah. you're interested, you know, if, if you're not in this scene and you want to get more involved in it, and like, then join one of the Facebook groups because there's people that will help you and tell you yeah. what to go to and how to get there. And it's, a, it's a, for the most part, a very positive community on Facebook. It's, it's not like Twitter. Um, so join it, you know, uh, if you want. And we'd love to have you. But if you're also looking for people on Twitter who want to help you out, like, feel free to reach out to me. Just saying. So. Yeah, that's your realm. You can. You can. That's have my realm. <laughs> you can. Yeah, you can. Have, I have Uncle Elon. <laughs> Uncle Elon. Oh, don't worry. <laughs> now that we got that joke out of the way, um, I'm full of jokes today. You are. We are full of jokes today. Um, Sean Tagger, of course, really good friend of the show. He wants to know the deathmatch wrestler to watch for in 2023. You go first on this one. I want to see what you say here. Uh, I would say the individual who I named for the Insane Eight, but I'll do something different because I'm not going to pick Declan twice. But I will go with so it's a strictly deathmatch person. Um, why? Who? Who? Who's going to have a Doctor Redacted? Hundred percent, dude. I was not sold on this guy at all. Um, to be honest, I saw like a few clips. Intense. Of him. 
Just well, I saw a few clips of him before I actually saw him in person, and I was like, okay, like it's a cool gimmick for sure, and I appreciate the character work, but I wasn't like sold. Like I don't know, I just, I don't know. Um, maybe I just I didn't just, see the right match. But I saw him in person versus Oren, and holy shit, he's crazy, he's out of his mind, he's <laughs> nuts, and he had the crowd. Him and Oren had the crowd so hot, and by the end of it, dude, he was so over. He was more over than. Than, than the Kirks and Murdoch and Eric Ryan, the most wow. over person at ICW NHB 39 by a long shot. I went out immediately. I bought a t-shirt. Yeah. Um, he's a beast, dude. Like I was so, that match was so It's fun. crazy. Seen it. it is so crazy it. that that dude used to be, he used to be the now defunct Dr. Cube. Like I, I can't believe it. I don't so make... want you explain that to everybody. Cause okay. I was confused. So, so, it, so if you know the promotion Kaiju Big Bow, they were kind of known back before, like they would be like kind of like the Evolve pre-show sometimes. They were like if you put like Godzilla in a wrestling ring. So you'd have like these make-believe monsters like um, like American Beetle was another Kaiju Big Bow. There's there's a whole, or no, American Thunder Frog. That's who I'm thinking of. He was on the collective show in Tampa. You know who I'm talking about? American Beetle or whatever. Yes. So he was like a lot of those kaiju big bow guys are still out there. So Dr. Q was like the big supervillain of Kaiju Big Battle. Like he would never unmask, he would never do that. He was just like the nefarious Dr. Q. And so his thing was to screw the show over, to screw his his enemies over, all that. So I guess when Kaiju Big Battle kind of went away. And he would keep using the Dr. Cube moniker like in VXS. I guess for some legal reason, he wasn't allowed to use it anymore. So that's desisted him. Yeah, I think they ceased and desisted him. So now he's Dr. Redacted, which is a cooler name. It's cooler, but it's just like the way you find that out, you're just like, oh. And we have a thing planned, him and I, where we're going to do something. With the back of his scrubs, we're gonna write oh, something Kings Road related. That's um, awesome. Like it's gonna be something, so look out for that. But yeah, as I was saying, he had a hell of a match with Orin Vite, and at one point this was nuts. And I don't think that's him and Cass at WrestleVol was just so intense. Oh my god! I actually haven't seen that yet. Because it was I they they asleep. made struck. They basically held the commentary table hostage while him and Cass oh, started I, I shooting for okay. promos on each other. Uh, as I was saying, I don't know if the stream picked this up during NHB, okay. but, um, and Dr. Redacted, I had a conversation with him after, and he, he said, you know, um, Warren uh, wanted to do this suplex where he would hang him upside down, a, a delayed suplex, hang him upside down for like 10 seconds. I, he did, so yeah. He told, he told Oren, before you do that, hit me with the gusset plate because he's bald. Oh, so he, yeah, I don't think they did that part. Plate turned him upside down and the camera couldn't catch it. I have a video clip of it. I just, I'm kind of scared to post it. You can <laughs> see he's leaking. He's oh, I do. I do. Out of did, his yeah. head, all over Oren's pants. And oh yeah. Insane. I remember this. That is, uh, that they, is they used a weed whacker. Uh, come on, man. That match was awesome. Man. Everybody loved him too. I'm telling yeah, you. Like, everybody I was, I was, was, I was surprised that crowd was really behind him. It's crazy. That so, was the best NHB show of all time. I told Danny that um, during the show. I said, this is unbelievable. Like, And he's like, there's still two more matches. And, he, and then he was going, I was like, Serena said it's the best. Like, 
hundred percent that was the best ICW show. I, I think I, I tend to I'm agree. I tend to, I tend to agree. That's probably my favorite no holds barred show. There were zero bad matches. Um okay, wow, who's your picks? I went on a my, tangent about I know, you're, I like. you're good. You're good. Um, he's a nice guy too, by the way. He's very Yeah, nice. I heard that too. I heard he's a very nice guy. Uh-huh. Um my pick is someone who I'm really happy this guy is making the rounds elsewhere. I thought end of the 2022, he started to kind of flirt with the idea of getting to other promotions. And I think 2023 may be no different. And someone who we mentioned earlier in Saint eight, I, I think that tournament doesn't get enough respect, but I think Aaron Dillinger, Eric Dillinger is prime for a breakout. I think him going to no holds mm-hmm. barred this month is a huge, huge step for him. I hope he's he another one the, that's Jack. I hope he gets the Danny Demacho treatment. Danny, if you're listening to this, please give that man the Demacho treatment of putting him over after his match with Akira. Come on now. I, I think he I think he has all the tools. He's a daredevil. He has li- like literally the man single-handedly won insane eight with three of the most impressive matches of the tournament last year. And not Jack. He is jacked. He is jacked. jacked. He's got the look. Looks I, the part, yeah. He, he's starting to get out there more and not be just a regional guy. I think his GCW debut with Dis versus Macizos was great. If you mm-hmm. saw that, that was just – he I took did. some gnarly bumps during that. I was right in front of – I was right in front of him when he took that over-the-ropes, like, Death Valley driver onto the barbed wire. I mean, he he is a daredevil, dude. I really, really appreciate him a lot. I think he's if if you don't know him now, you're gonna know him January twenty first. I, he I had can that promise that match with um Mr. Younger as well. Yeah, yeah, um, he did AWR, which I, was um nuts. I mean, AWR man, they're they're not they're there. But man, they, they put themselves on the map by getting that Drake Younger Dillinger match on the map. So I mean, I think Dillinger's got it. I think he's gonna break out. So um, wasn't there a question about him? Or are we we're not gonna uh, do that one? We we already did. We already talked about the insane eight, like the who the three returning participants are, excluding him and the three new ones, excluding Doctor okay. Redacted. So we already did that. The last question that we have for the night. Um, Braden Stan, um, if you don't know, he's a cool dude. Um, he has a really good question. So, one of his favorite tournaments is Tournament of Death 3. Do you think there was a possibility of Sexy Eddie pulling off a shock win if he wouldn't have gotten hurt? Or do you think it was always beater to win, wife beater? No, I don't think Eddie would have won. Um, I don't think I mean, it I, 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 it's a very interesting paradox question. So let's look up the roster for this show. And I have it. Yeah, go there ahead. With, I, I don't know Nick if he would have. Ruckus was in this. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Peter I mean, versus Pondo, Sexy Eddie, Ian Knox, Green Phantom versus Necro. JC Green Bailey, Phantom and Necro. Holy shit! I don't know if this is the same Green Phantom, but. No, it is. He's he's been around for a long time, dude. Okay. Stacy Bailey, around. Chris Cash, Sexy Eddie versus wow. Arsenal. Um Well what's the yeah, tournament I mean what's the tournament matches? I want what are the tournament matches? Those were the, well this oh, is, the, so that all was the ones the first you mentioned. Round. 
Wow. Second round was Sexy Eddie um, defeated Arsenal. Okay. White Peter defeated JC. So White Peter stepped in. Okay. I mean that sexy Eddie image of him doing the the as he's squirting blood is just so iconic. I mean it's gross, but it's iconic to such an extent. Like you can't talk I don't know, about. But like I don't know what was on with going on in Zandig's head. Like I can't say for certain whether or not he would have won made a shock. Like that would have been cool, and he would have been propelled to start. I always but, uh, thought, and this is no dig know. at Beater. I always thought that Beater was Deathmatch's literal version of Bill Goldberg. Like the dude, not that they, good. Like he wasn't, but he had such a star power to him. He had such an aura that reminded me of That's a Goldberg. Yeah. Like you didn't have characters. Ha- you, good. You don't have that much anymore in deathmatch wrestling these days. So it's just like, like he was like he only knew like what maybe three four moves. He had a very limited move set. He wasn't like the most technical guy. It and like just, people don't realize this if they go back and watch him like. Yeah, it's not like what you. It's it's not awe inspiring, but the guy got over. I mean, the guy would come with a freaking bag of potato chips and get over. I mean, it's Uh, just again, it's it's not a dig. It's just that's just how we see it. Like, I mean, I think people would agree with it too. I think if Eddie didn't win, I mean, you had a. I mean, I could have what you could what I think did Necron win two. Tod two. Um, which which Tod which Tod did Necro win? Because maybe they could have possibly pulled off a Necro repeat. CZW Tournament of Death two was won by Nick Mondo. This was oh so uh, Mondo, Mondo so then Ian. Um, okay. And isn't this the TOD? Yeah, this is going back, man. This is 2003. Jeez. So, like, Mondo retired. He re- retired before TOD3, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he definitely retired, like, in that, like, by that yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know the exact date. But um, I actually had the privilege of seeing Sexy Eddie wrestle. Um, I saw him wrestle, too. Which was, which was cool. Where I saw him twenty. I saw him at ISW. It was him and Mickey Knuckles, just kind of in a fun little comedy match. Like, oh, sexy I was glass on their fucker. <laughs> well, well, Eddie, it was like, it was just, like, from what Mickey told me, she was like, they were, they were going to either do a hardcore match or a comedy match. And sexy Eddie was just feeling a comedy match because he was just, so it was just like, kind of like some like naughty, horny, not safe for work, like, raunchy material yeah Yeah. they are and like they did like some shots in the middle of the ring eddie though was a complete awesome dude for that so but um i don't think eddie would have won tod3 if he didn't get hurt i just think the crowd was behind him but what a spot though right i mean it's so iconic i mean it's just you can't think of deathmatch wrestling without that spot i mean there's guys who do try to repeat that it doesn't have the same effects like I've seen, uh, I've seen guys try to do the uh, yeah, Flash done it. I think Brandon um, Kirk did it one time. Yeah, that was just like, pretty visually shocking. Sakuda, Sakuda did it yeah. too. And this has like, lasted twenty years. Think about that. People. Are that's still crazy. About this. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, but that term was very loaded. They could have gone many ways. Like you could have gone Necro winning that. You could have gone Gage. 
could have gone this JC. so good, by the way, people. Like, yes, exactly. Like, 100% to everything you just said. And I feel like people don't want to give it – they're, like, scared or something to, like, give the old CCW no. and the Mid-South, like, a chance. Like, there's some great stuff. There's a lot of garbage, but there's some great stuff out there. You have, to, like, you have to dig through the garbage to find the diamonds in the rough. Well, I'll tell you how to do it. Just forget about the undercards for the non-tournament shows. Yeah, exactly. The semi and the main event. Uh, it's good stuff, and there's some awesome stuff. I know CZW is, like, moving streaming platforms, but yeah. I still have studios, which is, like, they a really saw good studios. deal. Um, it's awesome. Um, but we forgot about one final question. Um, this is coming from Kings Road Wrestling. Uh-oh. Who's that? I don't know. Somebody. But they are asking, <laughs> what is your favorite cage of death match man i need to like go through like all the cages of death but my personal favorite that i've seen <laughs> and because i'm a mark for my home state i have to give it what was the one with rob anthony what number was that um let me find out but that was we were just talking about this the other day we, because and i i got the great pleasure of Meeting Rob Anthony, which, by the way, where me and Rob are potentially hint hint working on having him on this podcast, so we can dig into all this the throwbacks. Age of Death, two thousand and ten, which is number X one one, which would be I don't even know Roman numerals on the best. Yeah, no, twelve. <laughs> twelve, right? I think it was Cage of Death okay. twelve. Okay, so that one it was what it was Rob Anthony. And, um, this was Robert Anthony. Um, this was when like Mox and him were feuding too, if I'm not mistaken. Who was in this match? Scotty Vortex was in it. Yeah. Um, was Devin in it? Devin Moore? Um, I don't know who was in this match, to be honest. Um, I know Scotty was for sure, though, because that's who he does the move to, but like where one, two, I think Lauren's three. referring to this ridiculous spot that uh, Robert Anthony did. The, with the uh, powerbomb through that pane of glass. He jumped through a winged um, cage door, uh, whatever you want to call it, and through a pane onto the floor. Um, Here we go. Was, I found it. So it was Devin Moore, Scotty Vortex versus, or Devin Moore versus Scotty Vortex versus Masada versus Robert Anthony. And this was the, Cage of Death 13. In 2011. 12. Sorry. 13, everybody, if you want to go. I'd probably say that. I've just seen Rob Anthony, someone representing Joliet, Illinois, which if, for those of you who watch ECW, eh, not the greatest suburb. I'm just going to be honest, but that's just That's me. where the Prison Break was filmed, right? Yeah, Prison Break was filmed, old Joliet Prison. Yeah. But yeah, I Rob Anthony, that. Joliet. And I, my favorite moment, though, was actually before the match. When there's the if you have you seen the clip of Mox and Danny Havoc giving him shit about wearing the jersey? Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, um, you're he would they just were just completely blabbing at him. They're just like, You're wearing the gloves and the jersey, like you shouldn't be wearing that. It was almost hilarious. No, it's sick, dude. Um Yeah, it was a, sh- as a, a lot as of a, these a lot of the CCW videos that you'll find they'll have pre and post match comments. Um, so the other, kind of I will say though, the one with Tremont DJ was really good. That one's crazy. That was um, so good. The one that does not get enough credit, and I wish people would give this credit, was Cage of Death 19 with RSP, Joe Gacy, and Shane Strickland. Swerve, that was great, yeah. Swerve was awesome in that. He like 
no regrets. Like he's only done two death matches, I think, ever. Swerve that and the mm-hmm. Lucha Underground death match with Air Fox is one of my favorite uh-huh. TV death matches ever. If you've not seen it, Dante Fox versus Killshot from Lucha Underground, so damn good. One of the best TV that... death matches ever. Yep. My favorite. Can you guess my favorite? I feel like you can. Uh, I talk about it all the time. Is it the one with Sammy Callahan and Danny Havoc? Yeah, of course. Of course. You knew it. This one is uh, Cage of Death 11. Sammy Callahan um, talks about this one a lot, too. And this is, yes, this is the absolute, I think, best Cage of Death it's match. It's at the arena, the too. Top, yes. I think it's one of the top five death matches of all time in my book. Um, there was electrified car battery yeah ended on a scaffolding above the ring they went through four panes through the cage at the end it, it's yeah. just absolutely insane this was one of sammy's very few like full-on death matches yeah and i was speaking to sammy um he's uh, i guess a new friend of mine um and <laughs> new friend he, he said that um he just wanted to shock everybody and go completely all out and this match is crazy. So whenever somebody who's kind of new into like the older stuff and wants to like watch it, I'm just like, watch this. It's on YouTube. It's free. Yeah. Um, and this is this is a crazy, crazy match. Um, I really don't. It's... There's also that one with uh, Team Cash versus Blackout. Um, which which one was that? Kingston in it. This one's great. There's no glass, but there's cr- there's a, oh, a is double this, ring one. Is this the Team CZW versus ROH one? Oh no, 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 no. This is um. This is Team Blackout versus Team Cash. So it's Chris Cash, um, Jack Evans, um, Eddie Kingston, uh, Ruckus. It's really good. I don't know what number this is. I I also really like the the ROH versus CCW Cage of Death. That one's great. Um, Like it's not like the greatest death match, but just as a spectacle and what happened in it is like world class okay lauren this one's cage of death six and this is um and you know what i'm talking about here uh the infamous video clip that you always see oh yeah chris cash flips off the top of the cage and they land on the concrete that's from that one. Oh, it's from that, that one yeah one. chris cash yeah. yeah rest in peace chris cash um one of the most insane bumps uh, yeah that's i don't know what they were thinking God, they were i mean thinking. <laughs> The fact that Cage of Death was a thing from 1999 all the way to 2019, 21 iterations. Well, they're doing it again this year, and Are, I will be. So they're bringing, yeah, they're bringing it back. That's awesome. Um, I hope I hope I get to uh, commentate that because that would be crazy. But uh, I mean, we'll have some, Cage of some Death of these... and Cage of Survival. God, yeah, Cage of Survival, baby! Holy shit! Um, I mean, you got. Lufisto was an entry in Cage of Death. And yeah. Number yeah. eight. Her, Zandig, Gage, Lobo. That was, she's the first, I believe she's the first and the only woman to ever be in Cage of Death. That's I don't think great. anybody else was in it. I, no. I, I would, uh, I could think Mickey could be in it this year. Um, Maybe. I mean, we'd have to just wait and see. What was the one where uh, yeah. Mondo came back for one night? Uh yeah, uh, and he climbed the scaffolding. I don't know which one that was. Yeah, I I'm not good with these Roman numerals. Seven. Well, yeah, Wikipedia has them, the numbers next to them. The worst one is um the one with the double rings with 
hate club. Um, that one's so bad. Oh me. yeah. Double rings uh, didn't was, suit it. No, they just, there was too many weapons and they couldn't really move around, but I'm trying uh, to, I mean, what else? Cool, really cool match concept. It's a cool really match concept. It's just, time. yeah. And I mean, I'm telling you the ROH one, if you've never seen that, if you're like an ROH historian, you have to watch the one with CZW. You think Sean ROH. likes that one? I think he does. I think Sean Taggart does. Because, I mean, um, like, Homicide, I think Necro was going to be, like, the first, like, crossover star to do ROH. Was there, wasn't there talk of him being the champion? Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah. Necro at a time. I mean, he was he was going to be everything. He was literally going to be everything. I listened to Cornette talk about this, who said that um, they were really, you know, they were going to push him to the top of, yeah. of ROH, but they moved to a more athletic based product yeah, and it's, he just wasn't what they were trying to attract in it's a bummer fan base because i mean yeah. he would have been a crossover star he would have been a crossover what star. could have been right yep another paradoxical what if mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean cage of death is still the test of time and i mean cage of survival is a very nice compliment to it, it, it I, I liked it a lot I, I did too i mean me and you were front and center literally praying we didn't get cut to smithereens yeah, that match was awesome. It was awesome. Um, and, I mean, I hope they bring it back. I'm hoping they bring it back this year for TOS weekend. Wink, wink. I'll probably be there. I keep it one versus one. I don't like the whole, like, keep working well, in Chicago. May, if it's, like, 2v2, two two, it could be fine. But you'd have to, I don't know, you have to make more steps then. And I, Yeah, I think that they could do, I, don't, I mean, again, I don't want them to kill themselves, but, like, I think they should do more stuff like with the scaffolding. Like, yeah, Sammy and uh, Danny. That match they they went up like three times. Um, yeah, they were like, screw it. Murdoch did go up like twice, but uh, yeah, and Alex was like, yeah, I'm gonna climb here. <laughs> I'm yeah, just gonna that take match this. Was, um, I don't know if you. It was a spectacle. It, it, it was, was just spe- uh, insane to see. Like uh, that was truly like the t- like uh, I feel like the limit of human pain like that exactly i mean and i mean mind you alex went off the side of the cage too during that match he went off the side the wine rack of two is weighing there he went out to the wing cage yeah Um, the very nicely made wing of the cage i wish that held up because that's the beauty of cage of death is when they were falling on the wing cage the, the wing would hold up so they would just be like on like they would be wrapped up in a barbed wire or a, a pain. I don't really know how they'd engineer that. Uh, yeah, that's a Eugene and Tommy department question. Yeah, that's a Eugene and Tommy department question. <laughs> Paging the two weapons master goats. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, what a crazy man. Yeah, Cage of Death. It's crazy how long it's lasted. Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, really. There's so many of them. Uh, so many. I, I am glad things. the legacy of Cage of Death is continuing, though, because I, I, I don't mean to be mean when I say this, but I just, it wouldn't sit right with me if the legacy of Cage of Death ended with Jimmy Lloyd versus Brandon Kirk. That was like, like okay, it just, it, it just, it just wouldn't sit right with me. Like the cage of death is such a storied history. Like make it bigger, you know. I mean, I agree. Like, all these epic matches, and it's just like that's the end. Like, come on now. I- I'd like to see Casey though in a cage of death. I mean, she she did that. Uh, she the did the circle. Of, 
she did the circle of survival or whatever they called it the exploding barbed wire that shocked the entire venue apparently got them kicked out of the venue yeah i got them kicked out of the venue that's right like, <laughs> they lost goodness. the wire skate zone yeah that's how they lost that wow that venue they yep. lost oh my god yeah they lost the wire skate zone yeah i didn't realize that was the venue they lost oh, i don't man. think they got it pre okay you want to hear something crazy i mentioned this on the podcast before yeah i'm just not sure if anyone realizes this but for TOD, the finals this year, there were explosion, explosives. Yeah, that's, you did tell me that. And, and they, they didn't go off. I don't know what happened. Something with the remote control. But I went up to the ring after, and there were there were explosions rigged to it, um, which would have been nuts. Uh, but I know, like, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, people are like sleeping on CZW. They're like, oh, they're they're relaunching. I don't know if I'm going to go to these new shows. Like, I mean, yo, trust not me, every like, not every show is going to be what they want to be but hey like this will be though and i'm telling you for a fact as someone who is working with combat zone that you're going to see crazy stuff um like explosions uh like exposed boards matches and 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 crazy stuff like that and cage of death so i mean give it a shot like i'm telling you yeah i mean i I, i'm happy to see them back whatever would happen like bygones be bygones yeah as Danny DeMato said deathmatch wrestling works better together 100 percent. and this is the last thing i'll bring up did you hear that rob wants to run an explosion match of course he does i feel like and i don't know if you know this either what's what's if you go back and watch original xpw go look at the explosion matches that they did they were insane um he was like i feel like i've seen clips of them. that that did it properly well it didn't they have onita in the original xpw so that's why they kind of had no i don't think they had him i, I thought onita all... i thought onita made a few appearances for xpw what? i thought maybe he did or i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure onita showed up for xpw one time uh, Sushi Onita takes out, t- uh, shows up. Uh, Sushi Onita takes over XPW. You're right. Yeah, he did. Interesting, but yeah, XPW was. He like shot a promo. But... He wanted yep. they wanted to do like an exploding barbed wire match with him, and it never happened. Well, the one that they did, um, the explosions were nuts. So yeah, if XPW is in your area and they announced an explosion match, I would I would definitely uh, trust that that that's going to be crazy. If if they are anything like they were in the past, damn. That's all you, I have to say about you that. Heard, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. But man, what a hell of an episode! A hell of an episode to start the year. Um. As I said, though, No Man's Land, get on those tickets January 13th. You you just want to get on those because just wait till the rest of this card comes out. It's There's going to be some awesome matches. A lot, a lot of perks that reward you, the fan, for attending. I'm just going to say that. There are not many promotions that think about the fan when it comes to you buying your ticket. No Man's Land is going to make sure you're taken care of at the H2O Center. So... Get on that. Those Road to No Man's Land episodes are going to come out soon. We're going to work on those. And um, thank you guys for listening. And we're definitely going to do more of like of these like fan questions. 
We're definitely going to do more of these fan questions in the future with more time and preparation. So be on the lookout for those. Um, any last words, Mike, other than XPW running an explosion match? Uh, no, I guess um, I'll see everybody soon. Um, and thank you for the questions. Definitely going to try it again and on a bigger scale. Hopefully we'll just do a whole episode dedicated to it. Yeah, well, that's the goal. That's definitely the goal to do more like a, of these and hopefully fill them up for an entire episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, and more interviews, they're definitely going to come. Don't worry. Patience is a virtue. So we're going to, we're going to make sure this all happens. So from Lauren to Mike, to everyone who's listening to your dose of death podcast, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you.